Uh, 90 years in one day. 90 years in one day, wow. So when, what year were you born? Uh, 1931, and actually I wasn't born, I was hatched. Hatched, okay. <laughs> I see, I see. And, and where were you hatched? Uh, Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Washington. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Eastern Washington. So, 90 years later, where are you now? You mean where are we now? Yeah, where are we? Okay. We are in uh, a place called uh, Delano Bay. Okay. Delano Bay. <laughs> where is Delano Bay? Which is Bay? off a car inlet. Yeah. Car inlet? Okay. Yeah, which is, uh, you might say, just kind of uh, east of McNeil Island. Excuse me, west of McNeil West, all right. Just west of McNeil Island, yeah. And almost across west from, you might say, also Gig Harbor. Okay, so in the Puget Sound. Yes. Puget Sound, okay. So, in your 90 years, what did you have as a profession? What was your career? Uh, for my career, yeah. Uh, yeah what'd, you, what'd you do for work uh, when you were young and? Oh, oh, not when I was old, but well, when, yeah. Uh, I, I distributed snake oil, oh. <laughs> curable snake oil to, uh, to, you know, all the sick and the needy, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you notice, I guess, you know, say when you were a child, grew up in the 30s and 40s, what are some big differences that you see today? Um, obviously, technology has you know played a big part in mm -hmm. advancing people's lives, but other things, just culturally or um, you know anything that you notice, practices that oh. have faded out or died, or things that were common back then that are absolute are non-existent now. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things I noticed is that the change has finally come and should have come before is that. The, uh, the women they delegated also to the housewives and home mm. cooks, and then they finally uh, allowed them to come into uh, uh, into the business world and uh, and uh, you know uh, enter the workforce. Enter the workforce, yeah. So it was common, I guess, when you were growing up, for the women to just be expected to marry and then become like the, a mother and kind of more of a housewife, not really to get into yes, a career. Yes, that was some more, yeah. Okay. About, um, well, like sports. I know baseball is still pretty big now, but was football, NFL, around that exist? I'm not sure when it did come in, but... When it got in, but it, well, it was still there when I was, when I, or it was there when when uh, 
when I became an adult, but then it's, now it's been around a long time. I really don't remember just when it came in to start with, but it it was uh, going on. Sorry, it was growing up. Yeah. Okay. What would you say is a, a pivotal moment in your life? Well, one pivot was when I got married. Got married. Okay. Yeah. And who were you married to? Uh, a woman named Donna Marlene Clown. Mm -hmm. And where did you meet this gem of a woman? I met her actually in our church. Our, my sister was uh, in charge of the youth group and, uh, and uh, came into the youth group and she was in the youth group at that time. Yeah. Would you say she has a horrible sense of humor if she got, got along with you? Uh, I don't think you'd have to say she had a horrible sense of humor, but you'd have to pity her. <laughs> the patience of a saint. The patience of a saint. Okay. All right. So this was, you said in youth group, this was in Spokane? Yes. Okay. Right. And um, I know that you've traveled a fair amount. Um, what, where was the most exciting place that you and your wife went to during your travels? Well, we went to a lot of great places. Uh, and one of the best ones was uh, uh, the Antarctica. Antarctica. Yeah, where we were, they, they allowed, actually, they just allowed cruise ships to go down in there and uh, uh, into the Antarctica. and. Uh, that was that was one of the very uh, great uh, times. Yeah. Okay. okay. Describe me. How do you make a, a martini? What's your I'm very preferred uh, method? Yeah. I've, I've just uh, I put uh, oh uh, I put the gin in, and these are gin martinis, and I put uh, uh, oh several ounces of uh, gin in, and then a cap full of vermouth. And uh, then uh, some uh, green olives. The olives either have tomatoes in them or they have jalapenos and garlic. Mm -hmm. Any preferred type of gin that you use? Uh, uh, well, one of the ones is uh, Bombay Sapphire. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then another one is Beef Eater. How does it feel to be back to the bay? You were uh, oh. named after the bay. The bay feels yeah. good. Yeah, gotta say. Oh, nice and calm. Some boats. It feels it feels absolutely great. It uh, has just great memories of this place. And the great times we had. Also, a memory of my wife and. Uh, also, maybe the family and all that. And nothing but good, uh, good memories. But good times. Mm -hmm. When did you start coming out to Delano Bay? Yeah, we uh, we came out. Started in uh, July of uh, 1968 when we bought this place. July of 68. 1968. Right. They had color. Color photography back then? 
<laughs> Did they have color? Color photography? Color 68. 68, right? Just barely. Just barely. <laughs> 62. So describe describe to me the process of how you went about to acquire this this place that you have here. Well, actually, it was my we were looking for a place on the waterfront, and actually, my wife was doing most of this looking, okay. and uh, she we were she was on a small peninsula of land across from where we bought and uh, looking at a piece of land and happened to notice the places running along here and uh, she asked the realtor uh, if there were any places that uh, came up for sale and he said uh, very rarely because most of them are passed on from generation to generation and then a couple of weeks later this one happened to come up. So you said looking at an adjacent peninsula do you recall as we're looking out here at the bay now, mm -hmm. where that was, was it on Fox Island, or it was no, it's right over here. Oh, on South Head. South Head. Okay. So the southern tip of Down over there. Mm -hmm. And that was '68, you said. Sixty. Nineteen sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. And when was this house built? Well, it was really. It's been around here. I've heard it uh, since around the turn of the century. <laughs> and, turn of the uh, century been here a long time because the ferry used to, before they had highways or roads into here, they had the transportation was actually a ferry into a place. Well, the little boats called the Mosquito Fleet. <laughs> mosquito Fleet. Yeah. Because there were lots of mosquitoes oh, on the boy. coast. Oh, yeah. Still are. Yeah. Still, still remnants of that ferry, as you can see in these pilings. Correct. Still out in the bay there. Yeah. So what do people like to do at Delano Bay? They, you have friends or family come out. Oh. What kind of, kind of activities do they usually do? Well, they like to sit here and we look out over the bay. And also uh, we can uh, go dig clams and we can also dig uh, gooey ducks. Dig gooey ducks? What's a gooey duck? A gooey duck is uh, you might one of the world's biggest clams. It's a huge... Uh, Neck on it and body. Yeah. Delano Bay Guida. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. So, growing up, what was your favorite restaurant? Oh, my favorite restaurant? Yeah. place in Spokane. Yeah, I was trying to remember that. Uh, there was a small restaurant in, uh, in Spokane that we'd go to. Uh, Who was your childhood idol? Childhood idol. Maybe a sports player, a public figure, some sort.
Probably General Douglas MacArthur. General Douglas MacArthur. And what was inspiring about him or his actions? <coughs> when he gave the speech to the retiring or the graduating army graduates. <coughs> And he <clears throat> dwelled on three things, honor, duty, country. Mm. Okay. Mm. How about uh, poetry? What are your favorite poems or poets? Uh, interesting enough, the first thing that got me uh, involved in poetry was uh, a English teacher were in Spokane in high school, mm -hmm. and there had been a demonstration, and uh, one of the individuals that was leading one of the demonstrations. Uh, was referred to as uh, 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 similar to a Boo Men Adam, who I'd never heard of. Right. And there's a poem entitled A Boo Ben Adam. A Boo Ben Adam. Would you mind reciting this poem for us? Not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, very interesting. Uh, a Boo Ben Adam, may his tribe increase, awoke one night from a deep dream of peace and saw within the moonlight in his room making it rich like a lily and bloom an angel riding in a book of gold exceeding peace had made Ben Adam bold and to the presence in the room he said what writest thou the vision raised its head and with a look made of all sweet accord replied the names of those who love the Lord. And is mine one, said Abu. Nay, not so, replied the angel. Abu spoke more low, but cheerily still, and said, I pray thee then, write me as one who loves his fellow men. The angel wrote, and vanished. The next night, it came again with great wakening light and showed the names whom love of God had blessed. And lo, Ben Adam's name led all the rest. Mm. Abu Ben Adam. <laughs> yes. What a guy. Yeah, right, yeah. A stand-up individual. Yeah. And so this English teacher had mentioned that the demonstration leader was characteristic of a Ben Adam, and so this yeah. got you inspired to look into that poem and, and poetry in general, I guess, more so. Yeah. Do you have any other poems that, that you like to recite or any other you know, poems that 
you wouldn't mind sharing with us. Oh. Yeah, I was looking at that uh, Madrona tree. Uh, take a look at the tree. Okay? Okay. I think that I shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree. A tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast. A tree that looks at God all day and lifts her leafy arms to pray. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair, upon whose bosom snow hath lain and intimately lives with rain. Oh, poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. Mm. What's the name of that poem? Uh, trees. Trees. Yeah. Very nice. So, you grew up in Spokane. What other places have you lived throughout your life? Uh, I grew up in Spokane, and then after graduating from college and marrying, the wife and I went down to Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. What brought you there? Well, it was graduate school, and uh, they had, uh, was known for uh, their cell physiology and a they had a, a tissue culture lab there. They were running experiments on it uh, for uh, various effects of uh, contaminants of nature. And uh, so uh, that was a place I went, one of them. Okay. Is it true you were also serving in the National Guard during this time? Oh, yeah. Okay. Could you describe some of the activities or like um, routines you would have? As a guardsman? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I in interesting enough, some friends of mine joined the National Guard while we were, in, while uh, I was still in high school, and they said, "Come on and join the National Guard with me." So this was Spokane, and so I went in and I joined the National Guard with them. And uh, this is what age? Uh, Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Yeah, and uh, this was the infantry, and uh, uh, it was there really that, uh, that I shall we say, uh, earned earned your stripes. You know, of where I learned the importance of honor, duty country mm, okay. and uh, how did you come to to learn that and in, in what way was it just through camaraderie with your fellow infantrymen or? that was part of it that's right and I learned how important it is uh, that we have a country that allows of liberties and uh, freedom and the choices and the opportunities and how fortunate we are. Right. And also uh, how uh, I have to be, shall we say, a little bit careful of this, 
Oh, but how nauseating and disgusting it is when there's certain individuals that don't realize and appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Not every every place in the world has, you know, the ability yeah. to, you know, have the freedom to do what you want to do. That's there's right. Some authoritarian regimes that what they say goes, and so you know, I think it is. I have to mention this since you've also uh, uh, put this in. Uh, I don't want anybody messing with our flag. Yeah. Our yeah. flag is what represents all the individuals who have died for us so we can have these freedoms and liberties and choices. And. Uh, so I don't mind demonstrations, but uh, leave the uh, flag out of it. I understand. How about, um, so after Lincoln, did, how long did you stay in Lincoln for? Well, I stayed there, and uh, then uh, I'd always had an interest in medicine, and uh, uh, thanks to my wife, who was willing to go with me actually work with me, I told her that I would really, what she would think about my going into medical school, and uh, she said, uh, okay, I'm not trying to be a hero, but I still owe her for it. <laughs> mm. Okay, and so then what kind of medicine did you get involved with? Okay, I was, after going to medical school and an internship, I got what they called at the time a general practitioner, and now today it would be called a family, family doctor. Family doctor, okay. Yeah, where you do, uh, you know, if you don't specialize in one thing, but you uh, just uh, do all sorts of things, yeah. Okay. And this was in Nebraska? Well, this is when I came out and had an internship in Tacoma, Washington, yeah, at the Tacoma. county hospital. Okay. And what age were you at this time when you moved to Tacoma? When I moved to Tacoma, that was 1962, so uh, I was uh, 30, 31. 31? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so fresh young buck, ready <laughs> to get started in the medical field. <laughs> well, started in Tacoma? Yes, right. And then at there, there, uh, while I was doing the internship, uh, that's where the, all the individuals uh, without insurance and on uh, Medi <coughs> Medicaid would come in and come in, and I, an individual came in and uh, wanted to know if there's anybody uh, that I knew in the practice that are in the internship that was interested in practicing around in the community around. I told him yes, I was. So mm -hmm. That's how we ended up in uh, Puyallup. Puyallup, okay. Mm -hmm. And when you moved to Puyallup, uh, what was the family situation like? You had your wife. You have any any kids or yeah, any children yet? Yeah, we had three children. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and one on the way. Yeah. Okay. And who were your children? The oldest one was Lori, the second one was Lynn, and the third one was Marty, and the last one was Michelle. Okay. 
so all of them had grown up in Puyallup then, or yes, more or less. Yeah, Puyallup is where you had your community and your, you know, your profession, doing family practice, and so yes. within the community of Puyallup, um, that's kind of where you not necessarily staked your claim, but that's where you pronounced home for the yes. rest of the time. Okay. Yeah. So, um, how long have you lived in, you're still living in Puyallup now? Correct. Okay. How long have you lived in Puyallup? Okay. I lived in Puyallup uh, since uh, July of uh, 1963. 1963, okay. And where did you live and you lived in various places in Puyallup, is that correct? Correct, yeah. So can you tell me about the different houses or apartments or living situations you've had in Puyallup? Oh, well, we lived in the north west part of Puyallup uh, for, for uh, a tidy number of years and then we moved up uh, off of into the southwest part of Puyallup, uh, and uh, not too far from the experimental station there, but a very nice place. And uh, then when I retired, we moved into uh, a condo called, a, a condos uh, called Woodsong. Woodsong? Yeah. Okay. Is that near Costco? Yes. How about now? Whereabouts are you? I'm in what they call the Wesley Homes, uh, which is a retirement center for uh, elderly people. <laughs> are you elderly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 90 years old. That's yes. Right. Okay. And what types of type of people? People that are retired or are living in there? Or people oh, yeah. There's most of them are retired and. Uh, well, they are all retired, and uh, of various uh, who have done different different uh, things in their lives, you know, in different professions. And I also am fortunate. Well, my wife died uh, uh, eight eight and a half years ago, about, and uh, okay. also. Uh, I also have a very good friend who's a retired uh, orthopedic surgeon, and his wife has been gone, so we're both widowers, and uh, we uh, therefore have, we have a, uh, a lot of, lot in common, and we get along well, and uh, uh, spend time together, and have meals together. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So he's, you had a buddy in, the, in there. What would you say is the most interesting person or most unique uh, like profession that someone had had that, that's living in there? Have you met most of the, the occupants? Or? I met uh, a lot of, there's some retired school teachers and that, and uh, 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 and, and they're just all good people and uh, very friendly, and uh, uh, we have, uh, a lot of things in common. Hmm. When um, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, Any aspirations as a young woman. Yeah, well, yeah. 
I always had, I did always have an interest in medicine. And I guess the other thing I probably uh, was uh, maybe uh, being in uh, teaching. Teaching? Yeah. Probably. Teaching stand-up comedy? Poetry. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, so who, we were watching some TV comedians last night. Who, who were those? Oh, that was, was Jack Burns and... Uh, uh, Jack Burns? Is, wait a minute. George? George Burns. George Burns and Jack, Jack Benny? L Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack Benny? Jack Benny. Right? Jack Benny. Yeah. Okay. yeah, George Burns and Jack Benny yeah, were uh, two uh, comedians, yes. Were uh, very, very humorous. What was the quote that George Burns gave to his doctor? Or what did you remember? Oh, you mean... Uh, uh, that he gave uh, when he's doctor. What do, you, what do your doctors have to say about that? What the doctors uh, have to say about that? I mean, uh, well, he says, um, uh, you mean on aging and that and uh, things, yeah. And uh, and he said, well, how should I know they're all dead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So is George Burns quite famous? Like he was on TV or? Yes, I would say so. He was a, a well-known comedian at that, you know. Did you ever see him live or? No, never saw him live. Okay. Um, what about, um, did you ever go down to Las Vegas? Oh, yes, yeah. What was the primary reason for going well, to Las Vegas? Uh, Part of that, they used to have some medical meetings down there, and we'd go down for them. Conference. Uh, and conferences, and then also uh, kind of just uh, see Las Vegas and some of the shows and things like that. My understanding, you and so the Kemmons take an RV down there, load up on some cheap, untaxed or less lesser taxed liquor, and bring it back up to, to Washington? Did you have a couple road trips? Is that? Yes, that, that is very true. That's right. <laughs> and that uh, occurred, uh, shall we say, more than uh, once or twice. More than once or twice. What's the, how long is the road trip from Washington to Vegas? Uh, well, you want to be retired, it's best, because uh, it takes a few uh, few days to get down there, really, a couple of days. So mm -hmm. Uh, I don't even remember the exact mileage, but it took a while to get down there. <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't you also see Frank Sinatra? Yes. The show in Vegas. How did that go? What, what was the? Uh, how did that happen? Oh, the yes. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I want to quote that one. <laughs> That was something else. <laughs> I'll tell you off the record. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've told you that one, haven't I? It was a, it was a good show? Oh, yeah, it was, it was a good show. But I don't want uh, the way it occurred. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, even now, today, even though that's so long ago, uh, that's... Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that one... Uh, Pulled some strings, oh, I'd say. Oh, that one, yes. Yeah, just uh, 
you want to hear it off the record? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Right? Break, break, break. Who, who's it? Okay, Alfred Lord Tennyson. Okay. And Alfred Lord Tennyson uh, is walking along the beach and he has just lost a loved one. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, uh, this poem comes up, okay? Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's watching the waves breaking on the rocks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Set in the scene. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's called Break, Break, Break. Okay. And uh, okay, here it goes. Break, break, break on thy cold gray stone, so be O.C. And I would that my tongue could utter the thoughts that arise in me. Oh, well for the fisherman's boy that he shouts with his sister at play. Oh, well for the sailor's lad that he sings in his boat on the bay. And the stately ships go on to their haven under the hill, but oh, for the touch of a hand that has vanished and the sound of a voice that is still. Break, break, break at the foot of thy crag, so see, but the tender grace of a day that is dead will never come back to me. Alfred Lord Tennyson. Yeah. Break, that's break. break. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Look at that eagle. Oh, yeah. I saw an eagle, a herring, and an osprey all in the last 10 seconds. Yeah. And that's all. Thank you.